Good day and welcome to the Frontline Chatter Podcast. My name is Jarian Gibson with uh, co-host Andrew Morgan. We are recording just after the Citrix Energy keynote. Um, we have a panel of CTP guests. We have Andrew Wood. Hello. Case Baggerman. Hi. Mike Nelson. Hello. Claudio Rodriguez. Hey. And Sam Jacobs. Hi there. And so I'll kick it over to my co-host, Andrew Morgan. So it's uh, fantastic to be in Orlando. Um, really exciting uh, synergy event um, and I'd argue a keynote that the conference really needed so without further ado let's kick into the topic first of all guys what do you think of the keynote versus the keynote last year personally I thought the keynote last year was a little more cloud thinking but how do you guys think uh, from my opinion I thought the, the cloud thinking I'd say the, the keynote last year was flat and it was flat because a lot of the a lot of the content hadn't been backed up by anything particularly Oh, maybe that is cloud, maybe it isn't. This year, though, a lot of the content that they were talking about, the cloud workspace stuff, the storefront stuff, all of it, all of it had people who'd worked with the technology. So you could feel that there was a lot more substance this year. And I think Citrix needed a lot more substance this year. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it was more cohesive like than last year, for sure. I still don't think, like uh, at least in my opinion, that it was uh, anything like groundbreaking. But if you look at everything they did this year, I think there is a lot of potential. And that's, the, for me, the most important thing. Honestly, again, I, I don't see as anything like amazing came out of the keynote. But uh, the future looks bright, uh, I would say. Uh, I think that... Um Finally, I'm looking forward to having Citrus Receiver across all platforms. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I'm pretty excited. We didn't see everything that uh, we expected to, but we still can look forward to day two tomorrow. I, 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 I thought it was good. I thought it was much better than last year. I really actually like the fact that uh, they went a little ad lib and, uh, you know, um, Mark T went off script. And I like the fact that I saw some new, for me, some new faces on stage. So some new blood, some new insights, and get it going. Absolutely. And I think Mark came under a little bit of fire for, for some demos maybe going a little wry at the start. But, you know, I, I, I applaud Mark for being so, well, ballsy for, A, using his own personal device to do the test with. And he quickly and, and very efficiently cleaned it up afterwards. Personally, I thought it was a great keynote. So, I mean, let's um, let's kick it over to the, the more important topics. So, I mean, the first underlying message that we all received, and I think we'd all agree that ZenApp has been forefront and there's been lots of love. Um, I'd like to gather your feedback on that. And I'd also like to gather your feedback on what you think about the, the expansion of ZenApp 6.5's uh, support model to include another year. Yeah, so just kind of uh, taking that theme on when Mark talked about his favorite album about, you know, days of future past, kind of learning from past mistakes and making sure those aren't repeated, extending the life cycle for Zenap 6.5, coming out with, with a new feature pack, bringing some of the features um, to it, um, like the later platforms have. So it seems like they're showing the love. You know, he came out and said, we love Zenap because you love Zenap. And they're making Zenap, you know, the, the main workhorse for them for all these years, making it the, the forefront again. A lot of our clients are just not ready to make that leap to Zen Desktop yet, and I think a lot of them will be a lot happier to know that uh, they still have another till 2017 to uh, do that migration, even though eventually they will have to do that migration. I don't think it's a question of moving to Zen Desktop. I think that's what a lot of customers have had issue with the past. in the past. ZenApp was great for them. 
and they perceived last year over the course of a while that Zen app was going away, Zen desktop would be the future, and then that caused a lot of problems. Today that has been properly rectified, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of album titles, and I think that's a great thing. Uh, I'd like to see what happens going forward. It's interesting that there's been an extension of life cycle. Oh, should we all get up now? Uh, that's there's excellent. Yeah, there's always one. one. <laughs> there's always one, and it's always me. Yeah, we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. We'll fix that. Community podcast, <coughs> hooray! Days Yay. of future past. Um, <clears throat> so, ultimately, you've got you've got an extra amount of time in order to work out your transition to a later version or to in incorporate something else. And importantly, now there are tools that will allow you that transition on a Zenit platform that you know that is useful for you without necessarily having to go into Zen desktop. But that is if you start it now. I mean, if, if the life cycle is extended, you probably need to start thinking about migrate, migrating now before the end of life, you reach the actual end of life. Oh, and, and also like the, the key thing, I think Citrix realized the, all, all the mistakes and we know they did. And they gave this extra year also because of all the, the features they brought back. And, and it's more than going, you know, from Zen app to Zen desktop. The, the issue as well is going from IMA to FMA and in the past losing all the, the features that some people rely on on a daily basis, like uh, uh, session recording or password manager, you know, the self-service. So that was a big problem. So I guess they are giving this extra year not only to extend, but really to bring back features they took away and make sure people have these in place before they can actually migrate. That's the bottom line. Yeah, one thing you picked up is, you know, how they've taken features, they've taken them away, brought them back. Maybe now they're extending it so they can get better telemetry to see who is actually using those products because I agree with you, bringing back session recording was a good thing. We still need something for self-service password reset. So hopefully by extending that year, they can grab that telemetry, the telemetry to make the proper decision on what needs to be in the product. Uh, along those same points, I think uh, from Claudio made was uh, a couple of years ago. You remember you went from uh, you know Zen app to Zen desktop, the whole product renaming uh, and the whole uh, versioning changes, the the reintroduction of feature packs, which we heard about today. We're having feature pack one and feature pack two is going to be coming out. But I think that customers will all actually almost need that year to just adjust to you know it, it, I'm going back to Zen app now. It's not Zen desktop anymore and and trying to figure, you know, get that all in their heads, um, along with all the features that, like Claudio mentioned, is they, they want to bring back um, into the product. So I think it's actually going to be a, a learning and an adjustment year um, for the customers as well. So, yeah, I mean, I've spoken out about the, the IMA to FMA upgrades um, previously, and it's something that we all we've all echoed that, you know, it, it that may be what is actually driving the, the extension. Um, Citrix had to do it. They they had to move off. You know the the, the 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 product is starting to get a little more similar now to Zenapp in its six five IMA days, but um one thing that they announced along the way was Project Serenity or at least this offering for um migration from your current environment to something else. Um, Jarian and I looked at the the early migration tools and while they 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 achieved the task they required something you know uh, or they required a lot of manual work i'm really looking forward to seeing potentially a SaaS tier or you know a driven uh, a, a driven architecture to, to help customers migrate even to workspace cloud so i'd invite you guys to you know what do you guys think about that so yeah i, I do think and i agree with andrew on the early days the migration tool was a little raw so them going to um, a web-based SaaS service and maybe using workspace cloud 
along with lifecycle management, maybe that will help ease some of the migration pains that some environments may have. Andrew, you have some insights on lifecycle management? Oh, I've got insights on lifecycle management, but I don't want to spoil it for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> But I'd agree, I'd agree that having a software service that had been well and more thoroughly tested rather than executable with a number of scripts makes it easier. Now they've got the platform with lifecycle management with the workspace stuff to allow people to easily and more readily consume that. Anything that makes migration easier, more timely and repeatable is going to be useful. So I look forward to seeing how that pans out, works out. Okay. so. In addition to you know some of the Zenapp stuff, we also saw some serious work on storefront and receiver. And personally, I was so excited to see that. I'm gonna just leave it at that because I know a lot of people around me want to talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought that the the uh, the, the storefront version three uh, is going to be uh, really something that uh, motivates a lot of people to move to storefront from the WI. Now they're not giving up on the WI. Um, and that it just seems like the, that's the thing that just won't go away. And I think Claudio, you actually tweeted, "Hey, people, it's time to get over it. It's time to move on." Um, but at the same time, there are large enterprises that are invested just in the WI, um, and you, I'm hoping that you know the whole uh, ability to migrate and have these two standing side by side uh, will push that migration um, quicker. Yeah, I guess uh, the same pattern that we saw with ZenApp in, in, in general repeated itself with uh, WI and Storefront, where, you know, ZenApp 7 or Zen Desktop, whatever came, and then features were taken away, it was the exact same thing with Storefront. Storefront came out, no feature parity whatsoever with WI, and now on, on 3, I guess, we are much closer to what, uh, you know, WI was years ago. So that's why I tweeted that people should now be moving away from, from WI because I think most of the features, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the stuff that is relevant for probably the majority of the customers is now on the Storefront 3. You're never wrong. Uh, one of the main points for our clients has been the fact that you couldn't customize um, the Citrix receiver. Um, now you can customize Citrix receiver and have it work the same way, the same look and feel for all your platforms, whether it's Mac, whether it's Windows, whether it's receiver for web. And I think that's a big win for Citrix at finally getting that done. So one of the remarks I saw on Twitter was somebody was really uh, happy with folders and having folder, being excited about folders is, I mean, I thought it was really funny to see that being posted on Twitter. <laughs> Well, when, when, you, when you have, you know, you may have hundreds of applications, um, you really need folders. If you don't have folders, you know, you're going to have to search through screens and screens full of stuff. Folders, the fact that you can now group applications and put them up there, those colorful, they have a number of different backgrounds that are built in. You can add your own backgrounds. I mean, it's, it's now turning into a fully customizable, just like web interface was. So I, I now feel a lot more comfortable recommending the move to storefront to clients. I just like to see how people became, you know, simple. They they are now happy with folders, <laughs> and now they get a mouse that works on iPad, and everyone is like, "Man, I have a mouse! Oh my god!" So you know that that's great to see. Well, I, I think that's kind of the message that we're seeing with this new Citrix is that they are fo starting to focus on the smaller, more important user details. Like while folders may not excite the rest of us, for the end user who's used to using them. They're absolutely essential, just like using a mouse with an iPad. It is a really good feature. So they're 
And it's so good to see that they are focusing in on these little pieces that add lots of value with little work. So, you yeah, know, I, I, I absolutely welcome it. And just to echo, having a nice looking receiver on Linux, having a nice looking receiver on Mac, nobody loses. Having the same look and, the same, look yeah. and feel yeah. uh, across all your platforms. Except for Netscaler Gateway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, you can um, have Netscaler Gateway look the same as well. So um, it, it's pretty cool. Now that the, I think believe that the X1 um, theme is now across all products. You have the X1 theme on Storefront. You have the X1 theme on the Netscaler. I think they're finally pulling it all together. What they need to do is have that great idea and bring Storefront inside the Netscaler. That's the way to go. Like they tried with the web interface and failed. <laughs> so then they can fail again. <laughs> okay, so not to get hung up on, on, on receivers, um, we saw some good announcements as well with Zen Server. Um, we saw a feature pack. We saw something to do with software defined, but not a lot of information. So I'm just going to open the floor up. Who wants to jump in? Yeah, a couple of things that we did see with uh, the feature pack one is Zen Server is um, Intel GPU for Windows, NVIDIA Grid for, for Linux. So it looks like they're expanding what they're doing on the graphics side. And then we also saw support for um, for the latest Windows 10 Tech Preview along with CoreOS for Linux and also Docker containers. Yes, I was very excited and very interested. David Cottingham had said to me yesterday, hold on to your hat for tomorrow. So I brought the appropriate amount of holding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, the, uh, the stories, the software-defined story stuff, obviously there was there was a little bit of confusion about what the performance was. I'm going to make a, make a beeline for that booth to understand it more. It would be very interesting for a number of customers to make make use of abstraction of what is local store within a Zen server environment, especially as it's scaling out. What what the company that I work for, what Atlantic Computing, found over the past year is that there's far more take-up of Zen Server and a, and a, a new belief in Zen Server, given the, the graphical performance that it's got, given the new scale that it's got. This is only going to build on that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and one thing uh, real quick to, you know, they said 5,000 IOPS, and it was kind of seen, okay, what does that mean? But we saw some later tweets from some of the search people, well, that 5,000 IOPS was 5,000 IOPS per VM to kind of clarify what they were meaning by that number. And uh, a blog will follow too with, with some additional numbers around IOPS and, and read-write ratios and stuff like that. So, I mean, the, the real question is, though, I mean, they acquired Melio and Melio is now available. Um, it's obviously, you can look at it in certain regions as we stand, but there was no detail, hopefully in the next keynote, around what the software-defined plan is for Melio. So let's, let, let's see what happens tomorrow, I suppose. Uh, just touching on something somebody mentioned, Linux desktops. How do we feel? The room is quiet. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't feel that's the bottom line. Or at least not me. Like I couldn't get you know give a shit about Linux <laughs> and a Linux VDA. So what do you guys think? Yeah, unfortunately, while I'm not that bothered either, I know there are a number of customers, especially in oil and gas, especially where they're doing some pretty intensive CAD design. I know I know in Europe that uh, a reliance on a Linux desktop as opposed to Windows desktop is key and it's great to see it being brought forward. It has in the past been the poorer cousin, uh, so it's good to see it getting the same amount of love as each of the other receivers. There is an equality, there is, um, there is no shorter child, everyone's the same height. Yeah, and, and back to Linux desktops, I know myself, I've come across customer use cases, so it, it's good to see that, you know, why other products have had it for years and another product recently announced the beta that Citrix is embracing it as well and also going down the path of supporting uh, graphics for it also. 
Okay, so we've danced around it. The most important topic, Workspace Cloud. Uh, we've all seen it before. We've all been very excited about it. But it was great to see Citrix deliver something that they've been working on so long with so much passion and, and see it in fruition at that presentation. So I'm going to open it up to comments on Workspace Cloud. Uh, yeah, first off, I have to say, we were, uh, some of us were involved early on with this product. Uh, Joe Vaccaro and his team, uh, phenomenal job. And, yeah, 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 phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, and to see it come on the big screen today as we've seen it grow, Jari, and I know you and I were involved in from the very beginning, uh, to see it actually put on the screen today and grow to what it's been, I, I think it's, it's going to be an awesome, awesome offering and an awesome product from them. So one thing I have to say is that I, I was really impressed by engineering. So if, if I would run into an error, and mostly because I did something wrong, they would jump in and fix it straight away. Yeah. So they have a lot of focus on this product, a lot of focus on QA. Yeah, they also, too, you know, back with what Case was saying, uh, a lot of focus on uh, product quality, QA, taking the feedback, you know, any things you found that were missing or issues with, they get on with you right away, help you fix the issue or, or take some tracing. So it, it's good to see from last, I think, November when we first saw it um, and the CTP group to kind of see it come on stage today in Synergy. So I'm looking forward to seeing as that grows and as there's more uptake of it. Yeah, and then another thing, uh, I like the go-to-market strategy for the product because instead of you know trying to build everything yourself, they built the stack and now they're leveraging that through partners. So you know all of a sudden you have all the reach uh, of your partners so that, that's a great thing. And the second message for me on the CWC is uh, I would love to see that as the Trojan horse to the cloud. So basically meaning I want to run that on site. I, I, I don't want to host anything in the cloud right now, but I want to leverage all the tools, everything that was built because you saw the simplification and automation of the whole Citrix stack. It's much easier than going through, you know, wizards and wizards. If I could leverage that, it would mean all you know on premises or off premises. It would become irrelevant. CWC in a box. Well, almost like CWC in a box. Like bring it uh, on premises. Why not? Yeah. Like Microsoft kind of announced with, with Azure Stack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, and then I I disagree because some of the simplicity that the Workspace Cloud brings is that you don't need to host that all of that in your environment. You can host some of the components maybe the driving components, and then have it build within your environment, which is a nice stepping stone before you go to full cloud, which I think, well, I know the lifecycle management piece can do, and lifecycle management is the piece that sits below the full workspace cloud piece. So I, I think it's got a lot of capability there that allows you to do that, allows you to step into the cloud without necessarily building it all out. But have it all internally, I think, I think this is on some of the simplicity, but we'll see. Absolutely, and the you know the simplicity is is the is the the value add there because you're taking the Sharefile model that we all know and love. Sharefile is a phenomenal product, and you only really have a little bit of an on-site presence that you need to maintain, uh, which allows Sharefile to layer in features after features that we've seen pop into the um into the stack, often even without a notification. So I think you know while it would be nice to be able to go local with it, I would encourage Citrix not to for now get it stable, move it forward, develop it rapidly, and let's see what happens in six months. Speaking about Sharefile, I was, uh, I like the fact that they now introduced restricted storage zones. So now they have complete encryption, including all of the metadata. So I think companies are now not gonna be as hesitant to start putting their information in the cloud. That's yet to be seen, but 
um, it's a good step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we also got new features from ShareFile as well, didn't we? Unlimited storage. That oh, unlimited nice storage. One. Platinum edition. Exactly. And I don't know whether we talked about something else, so I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is uh, that is our uh, our feedback so far on, on Workspace Cloud. This was a, a quick published podcast coming towards the end of uh, the, the first day of the Citrix CDP keynote. I'm going to hand over now to Jarian to close down, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys today. Yeah, and uh, thank you, everybody, our CTP panelists, uh, Case, Sam, Andrew, Mike, Claudio. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, look forward to our session tomorrow after the day two keynote. Um, for myself and Andrew Morgan, thank you for listening to the Frontline Chatter podcast, and we'll see you later.